This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. From MPB, MPB Think Radio, this is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. And today we want to hear from you. The fall temperatures have finally peaked over the top. Uh, so today we're going to look at your uh, look at, you know, sprucing up your deck because it probably could use staining. So we've got some tips to help you with that project. Also, we're going to revisit our most popular DIY project, which was uh, a fire pit build. That's really cool to do that this year. And it's getting time. It is it's getting close to time. Uh, you can join the conversation with us this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. How's it going, Jeff? Man, it's going great. I'm, I'm going to tell you, the, the weather is just makes you feel... Um, like you can go do anything. Is it nuts? I went to sleep one night. It was 97 I degrees. I woke up the I next it. day, I know. and it was worth being outside again. Well, no, I, it was so, um, you know, when it's when it's 100 degrees, uh-huh. and uh, you know the 100 mark is going to hit around 830, uh-huh. it's a little hard to get up. Right. You know? Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. You just don't have that that. Drive, yeah. I think it would be the right word. And then once it cools off, I can't wait to run down there, get a cup of coffee, sit outside. Well, one of the fun things, uh, Java came in the other day. Java, are you with me? So Java came in the other day, and I says, hey, man, what did you do this weekend? He He says, I went to the fair. Yeah. And I'm like... You went on the one day it right. was 172 exactly. degrees. But you know, with the kids, you don't have a choice. The so. next day no, was no, nicer. Don't. Yeah, I wish we would have waited a day because, like you said, you went to sleep, and then it's like it was normal outside. Right. <laughs> and not blazing hot. Right. Hey, Java, kid time will not allow you to do that. Nah. Oh, triple digits, it don't matter how hot it nah. is or whatever. They still got the best time of their life. Right. Exactly. Right. So uh, what are you working on, Jeff? We are um, we're doing some some real interesting things. Um, we've got an apartment complex we're doing in Vicksburg. We're doing an overlay on the parking lot. Uh-huh. Uh, nothing makes a parking lot look better than brand new overlay with striping. Now, overlay, is that where they just go through and paint it? Well, kind of. It's, it's, what a, it it's, a, like. it's a seal coat. Oh, okay. You know, because what 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 happens over time? You'll you'll get cracks in it. Rain. I mean, water will get down below your surface. Right. Start start um, uh, moving your your substrate. Right. And then there's nothing for the asphalt to set on. Right. So a seal coat um, after a, a period of time is a good idea. Okay. So all right. washing all the buildings, new screens, new doors, new new parking lot. Uh-huh. So turning a a kind of a dingy apartment complex into a a new apartment complex. Good for you. So Good for you. Having fun with that. We're building a um a koi pond, if you will. This thing is about Oh, this is at your place. It's a, it is kind of next door to where we live. It's for it's for a customer oh, okay. of mine. And um, a koi pond. Well, the pond. Did you have to out. Google it? No. No, you got a guy. It's a. Uh, I'm gonna tell you what it is. It's a small swimming pool. 
Really? No, this thing is this thing is big. Okay, uh-huh. it's for fish. Right. It's about <laughs> uh, for fish. It's about fifteen, twelve to fifteen feet wide. Uh huh. About twenty foot long. Waterfall in it. Um, fish pond. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Uh, I'll send you some pictures. We'll we'll put it up on our up on That's our uh, Facebook. That is amazing. Yeah. Okay. All right, folks, number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Craziest thing happened with me working on my vehicle this weekend. For a long time, my brake light had been coming on in my car. Okay, and I know this. Uh, we've got an autocorrect show, so this is uh, this is usually something that they might talk about. However, that's what I did this weekend. The brake light was on in my car for a long time, and I was having to put... Uh, brake fluid into the car. So I knew I had a leak somewhere. Um, I looked under the car and noticed that only one of the wheels had a bunch of gunk on it. Mm. Not like road grime, but too much stuff on it. I realized that was the, the bad one. Found out that I needed to replace the caliper, which is the thing that makes the brakes work. Right. And, and uh, so I did that. And when I changed the brake, now get this, get this. There was another problem with my car for a little while was that the cruise control had stopped working. I changed the caliper to fix the brakes on the on, on one caliper on the left right. side of the rear of the truck, and the cruise control worked again. Really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you, it's magic. You, you didn't know you were that good. I did I did not. Nor did I knew fix, cruise control fix, had anything to do with brakes. Fix the cruise control didn't even know you fixed it. Right, yeah. It was awesome. Nice. It was a total Fonz moment. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> All right, folks, number to call is eight seven seven MPB ring. That's eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. You know something I thought about, Jeff, as it got a little uh uh a little chill to the air a couple of days ago. I thought about uh, Andrew when he comes in to talk about small engine repair right. from Fonder and Small Engine Repair. And because people are going to be doing that right now and the uh, like shutting down their equipment for after the last time. The one thing I would love for you guys to remember as you do this, we've had Andrew on the small engine repair guy several times, and he always says the same thing. Whatever the thing is, whether it be your lawnmower or your weed eater or whatever it is, run the gas out that, before that, you, you finish for the year. I cannot tell you how important that is. I, I've got, I've got three boys, and we, um, we've got some land mm-hmm. in Madison County, and and uh, so we ride motorcycles and four wheelers and right. and so on. And I, I tell, I, I, I taught them from early, early on, guys, when you're done with it. Turn your fuel off and let it run until it runs out of fuel. Right. And then the next time you want to use it, turn your fuel on and it will crank right up. Right. Well, that's, yeah, that's what Andrew was saying when he was on the show. Uh, actually, he's done it several times on the show. Has just said, you know, at the end of the season, when you're done, don't pack your uh, lawnmower right. or equipment, whatever, away with gas in it. Well, don't what, do it. What, what happens, uh, the, that fuel will turn into varnish. And uh-huh. and plugs up everything, right? So, okay, you yeah. know, the, there's a shelf life of about thirty days, right? So, and people talk about stabilizers and all this other stuff. You don't have to even have that yeah. conversation if you run the gas out. That's right. 
Yeah, that's right. It's it's just that easy. Um, okay, I wanted to get to an email. If you want to get your call on, it's eight seven seven MPB ring. 877-672-7464. If you uh, an email that we've got here, okay, for an LED conversion for can lights. I was listening to your show last week, and you mentioned that a homeowner could convert his incandescent can lights to LED. This required a conversion kit. Um, he says, I have a 65-watt incandescent bulbs in our can lights. We have about 24 of these in the house. Whew. If I found an LED that was the equivalent light producer as the 65-watt bulb, it would only draw 9 watts. My understanding is that the heat generated is the reason one would need a conversion kit. Not sure what it does. But if LED is only using 9 watts, the heat generated would be much less. So why would I need a conversion kit? Couldn't I just use a nine watt LED? Well, you can, and and some of the and one of the can lights in my home, I've used an an LED. What looks like it's almost it's shaped like a flood bulb. The, yep. But it's actually just an LED. Right. Uh, it's just a shape for the fixture. <clears throat> um, so I've used that, and it does work. You can use an LED in that capacity. However, one of the things that people are seeing out there a, a quick conversion for a can light. Uh, is out there and it's very cheap uh, you can get it at just about any home store and it's basically an led light or what looks like an led can light but if you notice on the back of this thing it has a wire coming off of it and and it has a screw terminal that's exactly that's right. like a light bulb that's right so you can just plug it straight into what used to be the the light bulb receptacle mm-hmm and make it look like an entirely brand new fixture. That, that's right, because it comes with its own trim ring. Right. Now, it's a little more expensive, but it looks like you have changed out all of your can lights. Yeah, and, and, it's, and it's, uh, that way you don't have to redo wiring. You don't have right. to You don't have to turn off your power. You don't have to do any of that stuff. Yeah, and on the hammer scale, it's a, it's a one. Yeah. It yeah. is so easy. In, in other words, you can go to your local box store or your uh, your local hardware store and pick up they sell them usually in packets mm-hmm. uh, and and honestly when when i say that i mean they're not expensive meaning you can get about two of them for you know 40 bucks I, yeah mm-hmm. I, I was gonna say they're, they're they're about 20 bucks a piece i right. think yeah. and, and uh put off zero heat very easy to do the most dangerous thing you're going to have right there is standing on the ladder. The, the the interesting thing is the ones that we replaced in my home were in the kitchen because we already had all the heat-producing stuff there. Mm-hmm. So uh, our incandescent lighting was not helping the issue at all as far as the heat goes. So you take away one of the heat sources in the kitchen by putting in LED lighting, and now you're no longer you know adding to the to the whole and, and, you know, another thing to think about, you probably will not change that bulb again. No, no. You'll never have so, to probably touch it. Yeah. So, uh, all right, folks, number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Ann is on the line. And uh, am I reading that right? Savannah? Are you with us, Ann? Yes, sir. Uh, Savannah, Tennessee. Oh, okay. And, um, I just have a real quick question. I had sent an email regarding our deck a while back. I don't remember when it was, but I don't know if I missed when you all addressed it. Mm-hmm. But I know you're doing decks today. Uh-huh. We have about an 860-square-foot covered deck that's had about three layers of paint on it, and the paint near the outside edge of it um, is coming, you know, coming off. Right. And so 
Um, we're trying to figure out how I would like to stain it, but I don't know how to get that paint off. And then someone had mentioned uh, Sherwin-Williams Superdeck, and my husband's just like, that's a huge deck. We want to do it, but the least amount of maintenance ongoing as we can. So there's our deal. Um, okay, so this has been previously painted three times? Yes, sir. Okay, so there's... And they're all ugly. Yeah, there's no sanding the top of this because it, the paint will yeah. have dripped down in between uh, on probably each coat. I mean, you yeah, you I could did. you could possibly get a belt sander. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's going to be... Uh, it's going to be a... It's going to be a Long day. Yeah, it, it yeah, and because paint does not come up like wood, it comes it peels up in little pills, and and it makes your day horrible. You, you know they make. I'm trying to think of the name of it. It's back there in the archive somewhere. What, like brain. a stripper? No. <laughs> <laughs> they do make a stripper, right? But that's not what I'm thinking about, right. Jason. <laughs> We're talking about paint, right? Okay, paint not stripper. Right, right. See, but if you if you if you're doing, but like eight hundred square feet, eight sixty. That's yeah. a that's a good size deck, and that's a lot of stripper, man. I mean, why don't we just paint it? They they make a paint that's got a, a little bit of a grip to it, if you will. Yeah, what about some of the deck seal sort of products yeah, that are more and, of a? It's almost like a rubberized product, right? They put it over. Uh, I know that they uh, they advertise it that they can put it over a, a almost a, a damaged wood deck right, right. and it can restore it. Almost like a yeah. renew. I'm trying to think of the name of that. Yeah. Right. Um, well, well, if you guys think of or if any of your listeners know, I'm I'm listening to your whole show today. Often I'm on the road and you can't. Farmer's Market or something and can't listen, so... Not a problem. We are going to mention this, the name of this paint. Uh, as soon as we come back from the break, we'll be able to tell you at least Thank an example. Thank you guys for being there. You were enjoyable and um, instructional. Thank you very much. We appreciate that. That's a lot higher praise than we thought we deserved. <laughs> All right. Uh, you know what? We're going to come back here in just a second. It's time for us to take our first break for the hour. And when we return, we'll look at uh, restaining your deck to keep it healthy this fall. Also, later, we'll share tips about sprucing up your kitchen. Many of you can uh, you can complete this weekend, as a matter of fact. And, of course, we want to hear from you. Call us with your questions, comments, or just tell us what project you're working on at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464, or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Stay tuned. Hi, this is Chanel Benz. Come listen to my podcast for Right on Mississippi at mpbonline.org. Welcome back. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with contractor Jeff Simmons from Houseworks, and it's an open topic day. Uh, give us your 
problem and we'll give you our best shot. Join the conversation this morning with your home improvement questions by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Okay, before we went to the break, we talked to, I think it was Ann, and she was in Tennessee and wanted to know what product you would use on a deck that had been painted many times but that was uh, seeing some weather again. In other words, how do you restore this thing? And we found a couple of products during during the uh, during the break. Jeff, what did you find? Well, I found one that says it is. Uh, the name of it is Safe S A F E. The letter T Deck mm-hmm. Safety Deck, and it what it is? It is a very thick coating. With a granular product in that, uh-huh. um, and they're 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 saying that it is um, um, exact is made just for what what she's talking about. Okay, um, go go over your painted deck, pressure wash it real good first. Make sure you get all your loose paint up, and then go over it with this uh, with this particular product. Right, uh, about fifty five bucks a gallon. I've got one right here for sixty nine called Liquid Rubber Cool Deck. Um, so that's uh, that's something you can get. Um, also, Olympic Rescue It, uh, which is a product that is supposed to kind of put the wood back together in decking. Yep. Um, there, there's actually several products here from Olympic Bear, uh, uh, Zinter, uh, Glidden, Zahol, Rustoleum. He's got a can of, it's called Restore 10 Times. Cabot has got one called Deck Correct at Ace Hardware. So that, there's something to look for right there. You can uh, poke around. But yes, the way I think that we uh, solve this deck issue of it's been painted three times. Right. It's getting ugly again. What do we do? We put a more permanent solution sure. over it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, think, I think her most important aspect of this is make sure it's clean Get all your loose paint up because remember that new coating only has one thing to stick to, and that's the old coating. That's true. That's so. true. All right, let's go to uh, Dave in Mobile. He's got a comment about that deck. What do you think, Dave? Well, I am in the process of uh, painting, uh, staining, whatever you want to call it, a deck that has been uh, down for 11 years. Wow. Woo. Yes. Uh, Still stable. uh, I'm sorry? Still stable, obviously. Well, no, I've got uh, one section that uh, was constructed over a portion of the slab, and there's about a two-inch space between the two, and the cross members have uh, a lot of them rotted out, even though it was uh, pressure-treated. Right. Uh, So I'm having to tear that up and replace it. But I uh, used uh, originally the Sherwin-Williams deck uh, stain, Mm -hmm. Uh, and it is made in three different uh, uh, finishes. You've got a transparent, a semi-transparent, and um, a solid, and the solid uh, uh, is is almost like painting it, and I am... uh, sanded, power washed, uh, you know, gone over uh-huh. it with uh, Joe Max to get uh, uh, all of the mildew up. Right. And I am going to use the super deck. Super deck uh, that she was that she was talking about. Uh huh. 
Uh, it's a great product. Now, uh, I have some questions about the products that you all were just mentioning uh-huh. in that uh, you know they are heavy, and you put yes. that on over the deck, and it's going to, in many places, bridge the gaps between the boards. Hmm. It, it could. It, it, and so the product you're you're talking about is called Super Deck. Okay, yes, I see what, it now. That's what that's what she mentioned. Uh, yes. uh Sharon Williams. Mm-hmm. I see uh, it now. And I am putting it over. Uh, the Super Deck is a uh, an update on their old, uh, and I don't remember the name of it. Uh, it was a uh, a deck. Uh, you know, uh, paint sealer, whatever you want to call it. Right. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, if that one and, works for you, that's great. I, I appreciate uh, that. Now, an, another question real quick mm-hmm. uh, on this area that I'm having to uh, uh, replace uh, the use of nails versus screws mm-hmm. on uh, decking. I'm. It's going to be five quarter. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, what's a five quarter by six boards? Right. Mm-hmm. You have a full full one inch thick. Right. Definitely, definitely use exterior deck screws. Yes. Okay. Uh, the the only place to use nails is on the coast. Yeah. Don't uh. don't even don't even think about a nail. <laughs> well, no, it's funny because they actually have laws in places on the coast where if you have a deck going off into you know the water, you use nails because if you have a hurricane, you want it to break away. Oh, I, okay. Yeah. I didn't know you that. You want it to right. break apart in pieces instead really? of instead of breaking off and clogging now, up stuff. Now, well, Dave, I'm going to mention one other thing to you. If if you are going to replace some boards, make make certain that you put your deck boards with the bark side out. Does that does that make sense? I I, I look at uh, uh, you know the rings on that's right. Uh, uh, the right. uh, the end of the boards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and 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 make sure that the bark side is up. Right. Right. So it doesn't cup. That's it. Right. There uh, you go. Okay. Uh, now, uh, uh, just real quick, uh, using ground contact pressure treated. Ideally, of course, you should let it dry out before you install it. Uh, and you know that's that's not really uh, overly practical. Yeah, I don't know if I agree with that. I would. I, 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 Good. Yeah, I don't. I would not. I wouldn't wait. No, sir. Okay. Now I'm going to be uh, um, cutting for the cross members, you know, to support the deck. That's right. Um, out of two by, and I'm considering, even though they have not dried, uh, coating all of the coat. Uh, the cuts with you know their uh, copper uh, products. That's right. Uh, that and uh, to, and and you should do that. Okay, and even though it has not uh, uh, dried, it will at least uh, uh, help some. No, that's right. No, you're you're doing the proper thing. You need to you need to coat each cut. All right. Thank you, Dave. We appreciate it very much. Uh, let's keep on moving. We're going to go to uh, wow. We went from Mobile to Memphis. Oh boy. Everybody in Mississippi. Uh, hey, Jeff, what's going on, man? Hey, thanks for taking my call. Yes, sir. Um, what can I do I, for you? Yeah, I've uh, my girlfriend has a very uh, nice wooden deck that hmm. the previous owner had built over a concrete 
slab. Okay. And in between the two, there's probably about an eight-inch crawl space. Okay. So under there, uh, something a few days ago crawled in there and died. Yep. And yeah. <laughs> we were going to leave it thinking that maybe it was a squirrel, and finally last night I got a flashlight out there and looked and discovered that it is either the world's largest raccoon right. or a dog. Yikes. Yeah. Yes. Either so either one is not good. Yeah, either uh, whatever it is, it uh, looks like it's about two and a half to three feet long. Oh, goodness. So nice. what we're trying to figure out is, is there's Something that we could do to either aid in the decomposition to just speed it up uh, or something that would not require us to pull the board <laughs> up out of the deck. Uh, not much. I Jeff. guess you can try lime, yeah. but if you couldn't, I mean, there's almost no way you can get it over all the top of it. There, no, Jeff, yeah. as bad and as bad as this job is going to be, yeah, um, you need to get some Vicks. Vapor rub and put it right up under your nose. <laughs> put it under yeah. your nose. Get a mask and yeah. get a yeah, well, I, I get a cordless screwdriver. So and get I to work. A, I have a respirator that I can use. Yeah. Okay. yeah do you have? This will definitely help. Do you have? Uh, do you know if the deck is is like we were just talking about? Is it screwed together or nailed? I believe it's nailed. Ah, okay, so you're gonna obviously you're gonna need a gonna need a a, a bar, a pull bar, a crowbar. They, they make a – you can pick it up at your big box store. It's called a San Antonio bar. Uh-huh. This is going to make your job very easy. Really? Pull one board, get the San Antonio bar. They're about five foot long. They're back there with the shovels. And uh, get you a, a two-by-four and that San Antonio bar, and you'll make you'll make quick work of this, Jeff, I promise you. And at the end of yeah. the day, you're going to be the hero, right? Okay. And when you le- when you leave the home store, don't forget to get nails or screws. Great. Yeah, yeah. You're going to need Great. something to put them back down. That's right. All right. Well, thank y'all. Thanks, Jeff. We appreciate it. Have a nice day. All right, you too. You can do some nice damage with a San Antonio bar. Man, I'm I've not got to you. go get one today. Oh, I love them. Okay. You can do whatever you, you want. To tear something up, get you a bar. <laughs> All right. So, are we there, Java? It's uh, yeah, time for a break. No, yeah, okay. We're time for another break. And if you have any home improvement questions, you can give us a call. And when we come back, we'll look forward uh, to uh, working on the kitchen. We want to spruce things up before the holidays. We've got some quick tips and uh, you know some stuff that's not real expensive. Uh, don't forget to call us with your questions, comments, 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Stay tuned. Welcome back. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. And if you missed any part of today's show, you can always listen back on our website at mpbonline.org uh, slash fixit101 or by podcast on our, on our MPB public media app or your favorite podcast app. Join the conversation this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Now, Jason, when uh, Jeff said about the San Antonio bar, 
Yes. I, ha- I, I didn't even know what was going on, what he was talking about. So I, had, I thought he was I talking had, about like chocolate or something. I had to look it up, and it is just this, it's just a cool looking pry bar. It's ready. It's ready for the demolishing. Really? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's it's for the big work. Yeah. It's, it's for ready. the big work. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's that's fun. I want I want to I want to play with one of those. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh number to call is 877 MPB ring. One here. Let's go real quick to this uh email. You ready? Hi. When a three-way switch for a ceiling light goes out, do both switches at, actually need replacing? Hang on. Also, why might a recessed light go out then hours later, come back on yeah. a ceiling light. I got it. Okay, so uh, so let's start with that second part of that question first. Why might a recessed light go out and then hours later come back on? Well, there's two uh, different recessed cans you can buy. Mm-hmm. One is insulated and one is non-insulated. He's That individual has the non-insulated. It's getting hot. Mm-hmm. It's a safety feature, and it's turning itself off. So if it gets too hot as a safety feature, it'll just stop working. That's right. Which, which is put another, that anywhere on a box? Which is another reason why you should change those out to LED. They, they produce zero heat. Right. So there, 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 there's no reason to go buy an insulated can anymore. Right. Just change it to LED. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, and uh, when a three-way switch for a ceiling light goes out, do both switches usually need replacing? In my case, you just take one of the walls out, and then you don't have to have that switch anymore. <laughs> well, that works too. I, well, let me say, this is... Uh, uh, three-way switches, as far as I'm concerned, are quantum <laughs> physics. Yes, they are. And and uh, I will say that my my biggest uh, hint on three-way switches is is take a picture of what you're doing. Like when you well, pull that thing out of the wall, take a picture of it exactly as you see it, and and notice where it says positive or negative or neutral or you know all that stuff. You know the and with that three-way switch, there's only two switches. Right. <laughs> so, but no, there's no reason why both switches would go out just because one went out. Um, uh-huh. Well, you know, you wonder if the uh, I wonder if these are two separate questions or if these can lights are what's making her think the switches have gone. Very possible. You know what I'm saying? Uh, sure. Um, now, a quick fix to that is go up in the attic, remove the insulation from around that non-insulated can, uh-huh. and and the heat will dissipate in the attic and the light won't uh, go off anymore. But, again, I'm not recommending that. I'm recommending moving to an LED. Go to an LED. Uh, but, no, the answer is... Typically, two switches won't go bad, like on a on a uh, on a three way switch. Right. The, the, the no, likelihood of that. But I tell you what, if you want to feel certain, if you want to feel great, the switches are about a buck thirteen. So you yeah. may as well, if you want to replace both of them, you can. It's not a big deal, you know. All right, let's uh, let's go to the phone. Martha's on the line in Louisville. Uh, oh no, that's Louisville, not Louisville. All right, uh, what's going on, Martha? Oh well, and she's gone. Let's keep on moving. We were going to talk uh, this portion about a kitchen makeover, just sort of some things you can do around the house before holidays come that are real quick and easy. All right. So uh, no matter how big your house is, the kitchen always becomes the hangout place. You know, you know how it works. So uh, keep what you can. Consider keeping what still looks nice in, in the kitchen, you know, and works well. Um 
you know, you don't have to, you know, hit the kitchen in the gut if you don't have to. But paint the walls. That's a real quick way to show it some is. refreshing, you know, and it's amazing. It is your kitchen, so there are things on the walls that you may not even notice anymore. That's right. And when you paint it, you're going to go, oh, wow, it's completely clean. You know, you don't, it's just stuff you don't notice. Another one. Uh, replace cabinet doors. Everyone wants to talk about repainting cabinet doors, but you know the cabinets are already there, and typically the sizes are similar. If you got um, if you got non custom cabinets, of course it's just a door like any other door. Well, you know there there's several companies right here in town that will come out and measure your your doors or measure, any part of the state really. I mean, yeah. yeah well, of course. Uh, measure your openings, and you can order new doors. Uh, you're going to spend somewhere's around d- now, d- depending. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, MDF door, um, fifteen, eighteen, twenty, twenty-two dollars somewhere in that neighborhood per, per door. door. Okay. Per door. Um, spray paint them, uh, put them on, and now you know, paint the rest of your cabinets. Uh, right. You've got a brand new, brand new set of cabinets. Yeah. It, it sounds like it would look great. Uh, doors and along with drawers and and uh, uh, fronts and boxes. Right. Okay. All right. Let's go to. Uh, we talk to. Oh, Martha's back from Louisville. And uh, Martha, are you with us this time? I am. There you are. <laughs> <laughs> so, what's going on with your deck? Well, it's more than the deck. It's the deck and the ramp, and it's not treated with anything. It's been there about maybe five, four or five years, mm-hmm. and. Um, my problem is every year when it ices, that uh, ramp becomes dangerous. Yes. And I cannot use it. So um, the more I, the more I age and the likelihood of being in a wheelchair mm-hmm. increase, I'm looking at th- solutions to make that deck or, and the um, ramp sure. usable and safe. Jeff, and it's not an ADA ramp. It's uh, somebody just came and they did a good job on it. Right, it's I understand. Steep. I understand. Jeff did an entire class and conference on aging in place, yeah. which is what this is about. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Jeff? Well, they they there's a product out there, and um, um, I'm going to relate it to kids. Put it on skateboards. Um, hmm. It's on okay. it's on airplane wings. And and all it is is a sticky uh, piece of sandpaper is what it actually looks like. It's black, but it is it is made for uh, walkways. You simply peel the back of it off, make sure the surface is clean, put it down there, and um, um, it Eternal gives grip. Yeah, it gives yeah. you something to grip on. Now, uh-huh. th- there's nothing that you're going to do about the ice, obviously. You know, you've got to get the ice off of that. But if it were to rain on it or something, you you would be very safe walking on this product. Yeah, the problem is the ice. Well, and, and, to- and I can tell you, Martha, if 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 you know it's coming, um, if you've ever lived outside of Mississippi, if you know the ice is coming, you can put down salt. Yeah, and it won't. And it, it yeah. there will be no ice on that wood. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, mm-hmm. I know that. I, I lived in Virginia for a while, and that's that's what we all had sure. to do. Yeah. Well. And the salt doesn't damage the wood. Well. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's it, obviously you're going to want to wash it off. It, you know, it's not going to okay. stay freezing forever. Right. So, you know, mo- Mother Nature is something that we all have to deal with. So. 
Uh, put your little salt down, wash it off when it's appropriate. Right, right. Uh, right. I'm just trying to end up not with a broken hip. Uh, right. <laughs> I get that. Hey, so, you know what? Salt's cheap, Martha. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Okay. I hear you. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much. Thanks a lot, Martha. You have a great day. Hope we get that fixed. All right. Uh, we were talking about, by the way, if you want to call in, it's 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. We were talking about cheap way. Well, not cheap. That was that was tacky, but I guess we can't call inexpensive. it inexpensive ways to uh, work on your kitchen before the holidays. Uh, we got to replace cabinet doors. Another one that's, that is is really simple that would would blow your mind how much difference it makes is changing out the hardware. Yep. Like if you've got, uh, say... Uh, say your kitchen is has moved to more of a, a brushed steel or a black or a whatever it is that it's moved to, you know you can change your cabinet hardware to kind of match that look or contrast it or whatever it is sure. that you're looking for, and it it can totally bring the kitchen a new feel. That's uh, right. It can change you, the look. You know we're doing more mixed metals too. Um, chrome is very popular now. Chrome? It sure is. Yes, that's yeah. good for you because it's got to be the cheapest thing on the market. Well, it, <laughs> it is. It is less money. It is less but, money. But yes. I'm telling you, we're we're doing a lot of chrome and we're doing a lot of mixed metals. Really? Yep. When you say mixed metals, what do you mean? Well, you know, you got your your traditional oil rub bronze. Everybody right. wanted that. Mm -hmm. If they didn't have it, you, they weren't buying it. Right. Uh, and then, you know, you've got your brush nickel. Right. But we're also throwing some chrome in there, mm -hmm. uh, even in the same room. Right. So, as a, as, a, as a guy who likes big, old American cars, I love more chrome. So that's fine with me. Me too. Yeah. Me too. All right. Number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. have a little email here. Okay, a couple of months ago, my hot water line stopped flowing completely. Now, this is about a water heater. I wasn't in a hurry to fix it because you don't need hot water during a heat wave. In the past several days, I've tried draining and back flushing the water heater several times, but it didn't help. What I get at first is gushing water and air, then it gradually slows to a dribble and stops. The valve in the heater supply line looks like it's installed backwards and upside down. Um... Any any help with this? Well, I wonder if this is an older I mean, unit. I mean, I mean, we, we were get were we getting hot water when they in, when it was installed? Um, the valve didn't turn upside down by itself, right? Well, and one of the things that said here is it does go um, gushing water, and it does say hot, which means his element is working. If the water's hot at all, well, one of the elements is on. Sure. So, so uh, we really need some more information, right? It would probably be, uh, you know, the right person. Uh, John wrote this email in. The right person to contact at this point might actually be a plumber. That's what I think. Really? Yep. Okay. All right. Number to call is eight seven seven MPB ring. Let's go to uh, Katie in Mobile. What's going on, Katie? Hi, um, so I have a really small kitchen with like just one square countertop. It's about maybe two feet by two feet, uh -huh. and it is hideous. Um, I like to replace it with butcher block, which is so expensive. Yes. Um, so I'm kind of just looking for a solution, um, like some kind of press board or something where I could double it up 
glue the pieces together and kind of plop it on there. Um, I'm not hopeless when it comes to DIY projects, <laughs> but right. um, I just want something that looks a little bit better, maybe than pressed board. Well, Katie, I know I know you've looked around at butcher block tops. But, you know, there's there's actually different types. And most things that you see that are called butcher blocks are not butcher blocks. Butcher blocks actually end on end wood. Uh, it's 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 the end cut of a piece of wood is what makes a butcher block. Um, whereas the things that you mainly see are just are just pressed boards together and they call it a butcher block. Um, but, now, I, I like the way that looks. Uh, I kind of like that natural variation in there, mm-hmm. um, but it's just, it is pretty pricey, even did, for such a small area. Did we hear this right? You need two foot of countertop? That's it. I mean, I'm, I live two feet. Two by two. Two by two. Yep. A little, little square, which I would think that she, you know what, Katie, you could oh, you go could, to just about any store you, on the planet and get whatever cut oh, you wanted. Yeah. Sure. You could no, go to the granite store and get a, 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 a little cut. Yeah, you, you could go there. You could go to um, you could go to one of your big box stores. They would probably even cut it for you. There, there's no sink or anything in this two by two section. No, um, it the sink. It's like an old kitchen. I mean, this uh, is something you can do on your lunch hour, uh, no. and and it's not going to cost a lot of money, Katie. No, because it's uh, it's pretty much right raw now. material with a cut. Yeah. yeah. Go go to there's a there's a big box flooring store. You know who I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah, you do. You'll figure it out. Yeah, they go, have commercials. Go there. They they've got they've got a eight foot butcher block you can buy for two hundred dollars. And you don't need that much. Right. So, so would they but I would say I would that's my thing, like do I have to buy that whole eight foot product? to just get the, the two that I need? That you know, I, I, go to the big box stores, go to the big flooring stores, you're going to find a two-by-two two set. You're going to find a two-by-two two piece. Yeah, somebody out there has already cut something, and that right. is a leftover. That's okay, right. That's what, yeah, or it's damaged or something. <laughs> right. If I, if I can think another one in, um, if, <laughs> if it's unfinished, I'm sorry, if it's unfinished wood, what, what would I need to do to prepare that surface to be safe in the kitchen? There's a there's a food grade finish. Um, I'll think of it. It's three materials. Now butcher block is always it's, just it's mineral a, oil. So if you cook on it, yeah, tongue oil. Um, you might Google that. Would you use? Uh, would you ever use polyurethane in the kitchen? I doubt it. Okay. No, there's a there's a product that. That is just for butcher blocks, and I, I just can't think of it right now. Like okay. an oil that you clean. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, it's an yeah. Oil. It's a, and it's a it's a, it's a food it's a food grade product. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Well, thank you. All right, thanks, Katie. We appreciate it. All right, number to call is eight seven seven MPB ring. That's eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. It's time for our last break of the hour. You can call us with your questions, comments, or just tell us what project you're working on at eight seven seven MPB ring. That's 877-672-7464, or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. I'm Robert Krilwich from Radiolab. We're told that smell triggers memories in the brain. So if you're in your car, let's try something. Roll up your windows and inhale, okay? There are some memories you cherish and others that just um, linger. But now here's a thought. 
How about contributing this barrel of aroma that is your car to your favorite public radio station? And you might even get a tax deduction. Thanks. Donate your car, motorcycle, boat, or RV by going to mpbonline.org. Welcome back. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with contractor Jeff Sammons. If you missed any part of today's show, you can always listen back on our website at mpbonline.org slash fixit101 or by podcast on our MPB public media app or your favorite podcast app. Join the conversation this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464 or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Okay, we uh we we teased a little bit earlier in the show about the fire pit because of the uh the cooler temps and uh we we did this last year, a DIY fire pit. We gave the instructions, a recipe if you want for a DIY fire pit. So here we go real quick. You have your recipe book out and your pencils ready. All right, pick a spot for your pyre, uh, your pyre pit, your <laughs> fire pit, ensuring that it is located in a safe distance from any structures, bushes, or trees. I was about to plant one right up under a tree one time. Not good. Anyway, um, so make sure it's away from anything else. And take a stake and insert it in the ground right in the center of where you want that pit to be. Now, using a large shovel... You want to dig out the grass inside that circle. All right, so you dug a circle that you want to you want to dig around and get the grass out of there. Now tamp down the dirt. You know, flatten it out. If you don't have a, a tamp, you can just use the bottom of your shovel or, like most of it, uh, you know, just stomp on it really hard for a while. That'll do it. Make sure the circle is level. All right, well, the stomp on it thing's not going to get it that way. But anyway, do try to get the circle level and get down on the ground with your level to ensure the surface is ready for bricks. Keep making small adjustments until it's completely level. You got to do this, um, and and in you know sand might help that a little bit, just a little bit. Yep, it would. Yeah, um, put a pretty thick layer of gravel in the fire pit, at least a couple of inches. Spread the gravel around evenly, and then after you've spread the gravel around, arrange your bricks in a circle and stack them in layers until the fire pit wall is at least twelve inches tall. So it's it's not officially a fire pit until it's 12 inches tall. For extra safety, you've got the option of put an inner layer of fire bricks, though you don't really need to use mortar. If the bricks are you know heavy enough to make a sturdy stack, you can use an outdoor-resistant mortar between the bricks if you want that extra stability. A lot of folks don't use it, though. But anyway, that's how you make a quick fire pit. It, there's really not much to it. No, uh, a little leveling, some it's rocks. Very simple. Right. Um, can I add a couple comments? Go for it. One is make sure you use fire brick. Uh, mm-hmm. Fire brick is rated at 1,800 degrees Fahrenheit, so um, they're not expensive, but uh, don't use cinder block or something like that. It's, it's not, it's not going to work, so make sure you get fire brick. And the brick. thing I, use, I, I see most often use are the garden bricks, yep. um, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying, that are almost semicircular. Um, clay, clay tile uh, pavers will work as as well. Uh-huh. Um, and then I'm gonna throw the spoiler. I have to. We are under a burn ban, so. Oh man, I know. I didn't want to. You're right. No, no, no. I'm glad you mentioned that. I, I didn't even think about the burn uh, ban. But, you're it, but right. listen, it's not gonna last forever. No, so, not, not that it's gotten cooler now. Well, yeah, and the rain is coming. Yeah. But but now, still go ahead and build your pit this weekend. Get 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 everything ready. Right. Um, 
in fact, I've already built mine, mm-hmm. and um, so I'm, I'm I'm getting ready. We just cannot have one yet. Okay, so good deal. Real quick before we go, let's talk to Bob and Fairhope, who's got a comment about that butcher block uh, butcher block that we were talking about earlier. What's going on, Bob? Well, good morning. Um, the actual uh, product that you want to use on all uh, food contact butcher blocks is uh-huh. called white mineral oil. White mineral oil. Yep. It, it, it used to be used for digestive problems. It's available in most pharmacies, and it's really cheap. Pour it on, let it soak in, wipe it off, pour it on again on a new board, let it soak in overnight until it stops soaking it in. It'll be sealed, and it'll be uh, hygienic. Yeah. Wow. Nice. Okay, so white mineral oil. At the pharmacy. Yep. At the pharmacy. Yep, that the is pharmacy. crazy. Okay, good. Thanks, Bob. We appreciate yep. that. You're welcome. Have a great week. Yeah, you too. I wonder if Bob a pharmacist, maybe? Or uh, just, well, I don't know. He just knows. Chemist, maybe. 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 All right. Man, this has been uh, this has been crazy good. Yeah, it has. Yeah. All right, folks. Here we go. Fix It 101 is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio and is funded by generous contributions from listeners like you. Our show is produced by Mr. Java Chapman. Our call screener today was Liz Gill. For Jeff Sammons, I'm Jason Klein. Stay tuned for Everyday Tech with Jay White. And join us next Wednesday at 9 for Fix It 101 only on MPB Think Radio.